in your life. My name is Amy Ballantyne. Welcome to Power to the People Pleasers. So excited to have my guest here, Sanjeev. Welcome, Sanjeev. Thank you, Amy, for inviting me in your podcast. It's an honor and a pleasure to, you know, interact with your listeners. You know, I was really excited to get to talk with you, Sanjeev, in our first interaction. And I feel like we're ready for some inspiration and to learn from you about how we can have more health and happiness in our lives. But I'd love first to hear from you. This is power to the people pleasers. And I'd love to know if you ever have had a time of being a people pleaser in your life. All my life, you know, frankly speaking, you know, it has been the case, you know, like I was trying to please my parents, then, you know, my sisters, then my wife, and it becomes a loop that it's hard to come out of it. Mm -hmm. And you think, you know, this is the way life is, but, you know, that is not the true case. You have to sometimes find yourself what you are truly actually you know, trying to do in life. And once you are able to find it, you know, it becomes so easier. Mm -hmm. So frankly speaking, I have been a people pleaser all my life. Mm -hmm. So I can connect with your audience. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you being here today to share your words of wisdom. So you are a practicing pharmacist. You've written books. You're an, uh, an author of many songs. Your book is called The Man with Zero Talent. Before I jump into the topic today, I'd love to know how did this book come to be when you clearly have tons of talent? Uh, so it's a long story. So, you know, going back to my story. So from 2013 to 2016, I was struggling in my own life because of the circumstances beyond my control. And I don't know what to do in my life. So each passing day, I was, um, you know, sinking deeper and deeper into the negative emotions. And I was thinking, you know, maybe something, something or somebody or God is going to help me. And I was in that situation on and off for three or four years. Wow. And uh, I was thinking, you know, much more deeper and deeper into that negative emotions. And I realized at one point that I have to do something because I was at the rock bottom. Yeah. That realization, you know, inspired me to do, you know, changes in my own life. So from 2017, you know, I started working on myself. I implemented different things like, you know, I started with meditation as I am from Eastern culture and as my mind was very restless. So I thought, you know, maybe meditation is going to calm my restless mind. So, you know, once I started meditation, I was able to calm my restless mind a little bit. And I started implementing other things at the same time, like, you know, I started walking, uh, which uh, eventually led me to run my first half marathon. Amazing. And eventually I ran my first full marathon. And I was a completely different person by that time. And I have implemented different things like, you know, I started doing cold showers. I was trying to find the scientific explanation. Okay, what is happening inside my brain? Because, you know, the way we think and behave takes the or brings the best out of us. So I was trying to find the scientific explanation, what meditation is doing to my brain how exercise is changing my brain and you know how can i build my confidence 
so that you know I have uh, you know more value or you know I feel worthy from inside because you know that is the most important thing you know most of the you know human being are missing because they don't feel valuable or they don't feel that you know they exist so so you know this once i have learned everything you know it took me around three years so once i was able to figure out i thought you know there are so many people who are struggling in their lives so why shouldn't i write a book so that you know it will be uh, going to give them a clear cut roadmap you know what to do when you are in a negative state of mind how to become a better version of yourself and how to you know improve your self-image so, so, you know, once I wrote that book, um, you know, I started doing other things at the same time, you know, I launched my first app, which is called Luvo. Again, it's, it's an extension of my book because I wanted to take a holistic approach about life because life cannot be only about meditation or only about exercise. You know, if you wanted to change your life, you have to integrate different aspects in your life so that you can become a better version of yourself. I love that. You know, there's so many things you just said that I'm resonating with. The first one was they have to feel worthy from the inside. I love your words here, Sanjeev. And the other piece that as I'm sitting here with you, one, you're a trained, practicing, successful pharmacist. And isn't it interesting that we can go to school and we can get these really great jobs, but life might still not feel as the way that we want it to feel, right? Um, and what you're you're proving here is that we are all connected. We all we all go through different challenges. We all experience these. Uh, these times in our life, it doesn't matter, you know, where we're from, <laughs> what backgrounds we have, what kind of jobs we have, we have these commonalities in, you know, sometimes we have down times. And I love that you've, you've taken this path of a holistic approach. Um, I'm so curious to know, you know, you were a pharmacist, but yet you started with meditation as a way to calm your mind uh, instead of going to medicine. Or was there a time when you went to medication and medicine first? H how did that happen? Um, no, I never went to, you know, medication or any wow. kind of medicine. Wow. Um, as I mentioned that I'm from uh, Eastern culture. So, you know, my mind was restless and uh, you know how can i calm this restless mind mm -hmm. so you know the first thing which come to picture is uh, meditation yes. or in the western culture it is called mindfulness it's one yes. or the same thing mm -hmm. and what is meditation basically it's a form of exercise or you can say it's a deep concentration of mind on an object place thing or just on your breath and mm. why breath? Because that is readily available to you all the time. So it's a form of mental exercise tailored specifically for your brain. Just to clear the myth that, you know, mindfulness or meditation has nothing to do with religion. Most mm. of the people think, okay, you know, if I'm doing meditation, I'm converting it to Buddhism or Hinduism. Right. That is not the case. So what you are doing in meditation, you're trying to improve your focus and concentration. Mm -hmm. 
because without focus and concentration, you cannot achieve anything in your life. You can be a scientist, you can be a professor, you can be a student, you can be a podcaster. You need focus and concentration to accomplish your tasks. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And, and if you see, you know, if you study your own brain, you know, our brain weighs only three pounds. Mm-hmm. Yet it consumes 20 to 25% of our energy. So the role of the brain is to keep you safe and make sure that it doesn't do anything challenging. That is the role of the brain. And if you're trying to do something, you know, harder, definitely the brain is telling you, or, you know, the self-talk is there, don't try this. Right. So, you know, how, how do we control this restless mind? You know, that is a very challenging thing. And, you know, I was having a discussion with my son. He was telling, but, you know, my mind or my brain is me. You know, how can I control my mind? And sometimes it becomes, you know, harder to differentiate between, you know, what is me and what is my brain or what is my mind. So basically, mind is brain in action. We have a hardware, which is the brain. Right. And we use this brain to, you know, think accordingly and we will act and behave, you know, accordingly. And this restless mind is sometimes compared to a drunken monkey who is jumping from, you know, one tree to other, another tree without any purpose. Mm. So this restless mind can make your life a nightmare, but, but the same mind when controlled can make your life, you know, peaceful and happy. Mm. So it's all about, you know, what you are thinking, how you are thinking, and, you know, how can you make, you know, make your mind, you know, calmer and happier. So this is what meditation is teaching us. And if you wanted to go deeper, I can go a little bit deeper about, you know, what, you know, scientifically or what is happening inside the brain as well. Yes. Yes. You know, I want to, I want to highlight a couple of things that this is about mental fitness that you, you're not necessarily becoming a part of a, a specific religion when you take practice in meditation or mindfulness. It is about learning how to grow your your focus and concentration i love that i love that so yeah let's go into the brain a little bit that sounds great sanjeev okay so three things i just wanted to mention you know what meditation or it has been scientifically proven it's not you know my theory first is you know when you are doing meditation it decreases the size and volume of the amygdala as you are aware that amygdala is the fight or flight response or it is also called the emotional center and scientifically, it is proven by Sarah Lazar that eight weeks of meditation decreases the electrical activity in the amygdala, wow. which means that even if you are in the same situation, your anxiety and worry will be less. And it's only, you know, taking eight weeks. The second thing, you know, which meditation is doing, we have two hemispheres, either, you know, left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. And it's something like that either we can write with left hand or we can write with, you know, left hand or right hand. <laughs> so our brain works the same way. Either you can use your left hemisphere or the right hemisphere. But just imagine if you are able to use both your hemisphere. Because, you know, the left hemisphere people are more rational, analytical, logical. And the right hemisphere people are more, you know, philosophical, you know, good at arts. 
just imagine eight weeks of uh, meditation increases the neural density or which is called the corpus callosum. So the joining between the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, making you whole brainers. Once you become whole brainers, you know, you have more mental clarity, your thinking becomes, you know, much more sharper. So these are the benefits which you get for, you know, in meditation. There are so many other benefits like, you know, it releases different chemicals in your brains like dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, it decreases your stress level in the body. And once your stress level, you know, decreases, your immunity improves at the same time. Yes, yes. Sanjeev, oh my goodness, I love this. I could talk about this all day. <laughs> this sounds wonderful. So let's be really practical here. So you're saying eight weeks is what the research shows. Yes. What is a person doing each of those days in the eight weeks in order for this this all to be happening? How much time are we talking? How are they sitting? You know, <laughs> tell me about all these things because people have such specific ideas in their head based on movies and and videos and images on Facebook and social media, right? So let's give them the, the details here. So as uh, you know, Dalai Lama, the Buddhist monk said that, you know, start with 30 seconds. Yes. Why 30 seconds? Because, you know, if you are able to, you know, do it only for 30 seconds, your mind is not revolting against you. Because, you know, we have to take a grip of this mind. If, if I say, you know, sit for 20 minutes, you will say, oh, you know, why should I sit for, you know, 20 minutes? Yeah. So, you know, we have to play the game with our mind. If I say, you, you know, you have to just, you know, walk a block, which is much more easier than if I say to you, you know, you have to walk a mile. If I say to you, you know, you just have to read one line, your mind will say it's a piece of cake rather than saying, okay, you have to read 30 pages, which is, you know, definitely why should I read 30 pages? You know, what is the use? What should I get? So, you know, we have to break down into smaller chunks. Yes. And the smaller chunk is, you know, 30 seconds and then, you know, eventually grow it to 20 minutes. Right. That okay. is the optimum, you know, which I have figured out if you are able to, you know, sit for 20 minutes, you know, which is kind of optimum. It can be, you know, morning and evening or it can be at bedtime before you go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, as you mentioned, you know, what kind of posture should I sit? You know, it, it you know, the old fashion is you have to sit in the floor, you know, in a lotus position, you know, right. it, it doesn't have to be, you know, anything like that. You wow, can sit okay. in the chair. Um, you can, you know, if you are comfortable sitting in the floor, which is fine, but, you know, sitting in the chair or the sofa is fine. As long as you can keep your spine straight, that yeah. is the only, uh, only recommendation because why? Because, you know, all the communication between brain and the body is happening through the spinal cord, mm -hmm. which is the central nervous system. So we mm -hmm. wanted to keep it as straight. And again, you know, it is not that easy. You know, why does people, you know, are not so inclined to meditation or mindfulness because it is so monotonous, you are doing the same thing. If I'm, you know, concentrating on an object or if I'm imagining a situation, you are just, you know, imagining a situation, you know, image for 20 minutes, which sometimes become harder. And the other thing is you're not able to measure it. Right. If you're not able to measure it, you know, whether I'm progressing it becomes you know harder for people to indulge it you can only feel it and once i was able to feel it after eight weeks you know this is helping me hmm. then i you know dive much more deeper and deeper and you know now i'm kind of um, 
you know, addicted to it, you can say. Mm -hmm. If I don't do it, you know, I don't feel good. So, uh -huh. you know, that is the thing, you know, once it is, you know, it is not tangible, but after a while it becomes tangible to you. And once you can see the benefits, then it becomes, you know, easier. Yes. Yes. I love that. You know, you are just reaffirming for me some of the things that I talk about with my clients around meditation is this idea that it has to look a certain way. It has to be a certain amount of time. And I love that you're saying we start with 30 seconds and we help the mind uh, grow to like it by, you know, that practice, small steps until we can work up to the 20 minutes. I just, I love that so much. And I'd love to know, does it matter? So you're saying we can focus on an image, uh, we can sit, do we have to listen to a certain type of music or someone speaking positive words to ourselves or repeating the the om or talk to me about that piece? Okay, so, you know, if you are a beginner, definitely that is going to help you. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when you are, you know, kind of starting, it becomes, you know, very hard to sit in a, you know, sit by yourself in a quiet room and concentrate. So it's definitely helpful if you're taking some external help, you know, it can be an audio, it can be a guided meditation, so that, you know, it is helping you. Like I have done it for, you know, close to four or five years. I don't need any guided meditation now. Right. Because, you know, I have trained myself to that level that I can sit by myself and, you know, concentrate on what I wanted to concentrate. So again, you know, definitely start with, you know, somehow and, you know, down the lane, if you feel that you are comfortable doing it without, you know, those external things, you know, you are more than welcome. If you think, you know, you still need some guided help, you know, keep doing it, you know, what is helping you because, you know, there is no hard and fast rule, you know, the whole objective is, you know, how can you improve your concentration and focus? which is going to help you in other fields. Mm -hmm. I love and, you that. Know, our intention is not to become monks. You know, we are here to have a, you know, life which is happy and healthy. You know, that is what we are looking for. Yes, that is the whole point. So if we are looking for more health and happiness, adding meditation in is the key. So let's talk about the Luvo, this app that you've designed. Tell me about that. Uh, so I launched this app in 2022 and, you know, we have taken a holistic approach, uh, you know, in this app. Uh, we have a meditation as one section and we have used audio frequency from 396 hertz to 963 hertz, mm -hmm. which is based about, you know, chakra meditation. And we have used vibrational frequency which we are giving from the palm of the hand. If, you, if the user is holding the phone in their palm, they get a vibrational frequency of 100 to 200 Hertz. As you are aware that, you know, we all are vibrating and vibrational frequency helps us to vibrate in a higher frequency. And I think it was David Hawkins who has, uh, you know, who has calibrated a scale about, you know, the emotional levels or the energy in the level of frequencies. So if you are vibrating at a level from zero to 200, you are in a negative emotions. Mm -hmm. And when you are vibrating in a higher frequency of joy, happiness, uh, you know, you are vibrating at a higher frequency. So the whole point is uh, to give you a vibrational frequency so that you can vibrate, you know, 
in a different level because if you are you know vibrating in a different frequency of joy and happiness you attract that positivity from outside mm. so meditation is one thing then we have exercise the app is able to um, you know calculate the number of steps you are taking it we do have a smartwatch connected at the same time if you have a fitbit you have a garmin you have a apple watch you can connect your smartwatch to the app so that you can get all the data directly from your watch to the app so it gives you you know the number of steps you take the calories burned the distance traveled and you can see in a daily basis weekly basis uh, monthly and yearly basis so everything will be in one place then we have water intake, like you know, how much water we are drinking every single day. As you know, we lived in cold countries, and especially me, you know, I'm a camel, I don't drink water. And our body and brain is made up of 70% of water. So if we don't drink enough water, we get dehydrated, which can lead to anxiety or depression at the same time. Mm -hmm. So the app is going to remind every two or three hours to you know supplement yourself with uh, you know water. Then we have sleep analysis, like how well we are sleeping, whether we are in a light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep. Again, you can get the data from the app or you can get the data from the smartwatch if you are connecting any smartwatch. Cool. So these are the few features we have it. Then we have live uh, sessions. So we have live sessions for meditation, yoga, healthy eating, meditation, music, and gratitude. As you know, that gratitude against plays a major role in our health and happiness. And we have a section about gratitude, like, you know, you can choose from, you know, like what you are grateful for today, because there are so many things we are grateful, which is, you know, good for us. But, you know, what happens or what the human brain is made up of that we see only the negative. We don't see the good things which is happening in our life. If you see, you know, most of the human beings, we are happy with 90% of our life. We are not happy with 10% and we ponder about only the 10% which we are not good about. So, you know, how can we see the good things in our life? You know, if we are, you know, having a journal, if we are writing something, you know, this is I'm grateful for because there are so many things we should be grateful about because, you know, the times we are living it is kind of the best time we are living it. If you compare your life with the king, you know, living in medieval times, you know, we have all the luxuries. You know, the king does not have the fan. He does not have the laptop. He does not have the phone. He cannot scroll through the phone and see all the videos. We have all the luxuries. So, you know, what should we complain about? Right. So we are better than a king. Yeah. But still we, you know, ponder about negative things. Okay, you know, this is not the thing which I like it. But see the things which is, you know, you are you like it. So, you know, these are, we have a lot of good features. So I will definitely, you know, suggest your listeners to download the app. And the best thing is it's completely free. You don't have to pay a subscription fee. Um, you don't have to pay anything, you know, whatsoever. And if you're downloading the, you know, app, you can get a link of my book. And you can, you know, download uh, the, you know, my book free of cost at the same time. Wow. Wow. Sanjeev, you have delivered such beautiful wisdom here today to help people who are looking for more health and happiness. And I do hope that our listeners will go and download the, the Lubo app there. Uh, check it out. Get the book so they can they can read more. Meditation, 
Incredible. And I'm so, so grateful for you coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you very much, Amy. And for all of our listeners, I know that there has been tons of wisdom shared today. And I want to thank you again for tuning into Power to the People Pleasers. Stay tuned for the next episode coming soon. Have a great day.